stuff. Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, co-host, and partner in stupidity, Holden. Hello. Now, uh, on Funny Stuff, each week we talk about a different stand-up special that we watched, and this time we're talking about Weirdo by Donald Glover, which is available on Netflix if you'd like to watch it and form your own opinion on it before, you know, you hear us talk about ours. But before we get into that, Holden, what is your latest hyperfixation? I started playing this game with my coworkers. I have a very good relationship with my coworkers. For the most part. For the most part. Well, I let me rephrase. I have a very good relationship with two of my coworkers because we're buds and like we all kind of understand that like it's a it's a shitty job. Like it's a shitty job and no one really likes it and like we just want to make that time better for each other. So we've been doing a lot of gaming together. And the game that we have been playing is a game called Phasmophobia. Griffin, this game is fucking genius. Okay. Tell I me more. welcome to gaming stuff. I love Phasmophobia so much. For those of you who don't know, Phasmophobia can be played in VR or not. I've heard that it's better in VR, um, but I don't have a VR headset, so fuck me. <laughs> it is a game where you play as a ghost hunter or a team of ghost hunters. Uh, and you go into a house that is haunted, and you try and discover what ghost it is, and you make money off of that. There are different houses you can go to. You can select their their different contracts. You can change the difficulty, and the ghosts can actually kill you, which is really fucking cool. So there's this thing that happens called the hunt, where your all your uh, where the ghost like actually materializes and like can kill you. All your equipment goes haywire, you have to hide, and you can get caught and killed by the ghost. And it's very scary. Is the ghost another player? No. no ghost okay. is just an AI. And there are a whole bunch of different maps. There are, like, there's, like, a small, like, single, like, basement and single floor townhouse. There's, like, a big bit of a, like, a like a, there's, like, a split-level house. There's, like, a mansion you can go to. There's an asylum map. There's a prison map. There's a campground map. And the campground map actually has a Jason Voorhees Easter egg in it. Oh, that's cool. If you just walk to the end of the dock, you'll see, like, bubbling. And if you sit there for a second, a Jason Voorhees hockey mask will uh, bob up to the surface and then sink back down. That's really cool. Apparently, there's a Slenderman Easter egg in there, but I couldn't find it. And uh, the person who knew about it just was having, like, some difficulties, so she couldn't tell me about it. But this game is great. It's genius. You have a bunch of different evidence. These things, like uh, a bunch of different tools to gain evidence. It's really scary. And I've been playing it with some coworkers almost every night since I got it. And it's been a lot of fun. So this, correct me if I'm wrong, but this sounds vaguely like the board game Betrayal at House on the Hill. Like kind of sort of in that like there's a lot of variance and it's very co-op focused. Yes. In Betrayal at House on the Hill, you are, you know, you're all, all the players are a team until one player character goes rogue. Yeah, so that doesn't happen. You're all kind of with it together, but you mm. can die, and when you die, you do become a ghost. Ah. You can't, like, attack your, your, your friends. But you can fuck with them? You can fuck with them, and actually a way to let someone know, because, like, there's an in-game voice chat as well, and it works. It's very sophisticated. It's very, very good. There's muffling from sound if you're uh, within hearing distance. Like if I'm in this room 
and someone was in the hallway and they talked, I could hear them, but it would be muffled. If I was like outside in the equipment van and someone was inside, I wouldn't be able to hear them at all. Um, you have a radio and the radio kind of sucks and sometimes it just stops working. It's a horror game, so it's kind of meant to make you scared. And it's a really, really fun game and I really recommend it. I don't, however, recommend playing it alone. You can do like solo queuing kind of thing where you just go into a random lobby with a bunch of randos. And like, you know, buyer, buyer beware there because sometimes you can just get someone who's really annoying and shitty. But that's like kind of how all online games are. Right. But don't play single player unless you are not scared of anything because single player is more terrifying than anything else. Because you're by yourself. I did the tutorial by myself. And the tutorial is just all the evidence will eventually happen. You just kind of have to find it. And the ghost can't kill you because it's the mm-hmm. tutorial. It was the scariest thing I've ever fucking played in my life. No shit. Deadass. Because it's the houses are very creepy. There's no music at all. You can you just hear random shit. My friends fuck with me because they all have like voice mod things. <laughs> so they my one friend, she fucking puts on an echoey voice mod sometimes and we'll just because we'll be in a Discord call mm-hmm. and then we'll mute ourselves in the call. And then, but we have our cameras on so everyone can see our reactions, <laughs> except I can't because I'm a fucking broke bitch who has one monitor. <laughs> um, so like my one coworker will uh, hide in the van, unmute herself on discord. And with her like echoey kind of thing, she'll just go like, Hey, and like, it's the scariest fucking shit. Cause I'll be like alone doing like. A spirit box in because they have like like the real kind of things that ghost hunters use like the real equipment like an emf detector like a spirit box mm-hmm. they have that shit in the game and they work like basically the exact same it's really fun i like ghosts ghosts are cool i believe in ghosts fuck you if you think i'm an idiot for believing in ghosts don't yuck my yum yeah no that sounds dope as hell i'd love to try it so as we said earlier we are talking about uh weirdo which is donald glover's uh, Netflix special. A little bit of context. Uh, hopefully you know who Donald Glover is. He's freaking great. He is an actor, rapper, singer, writer, comedian, director, and producer. As a rapper, he is known as Childish Gambino, and he's really good. Yeah, I like Childish Gambino more than I like Donald Glover, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, I like his rap music more than I like his comedy. He studied at NYU and was hired by Tina Fey to write for 30 Rock when he was only 23. He rose to fame by portraying Troy in Community. Uh, And since 2016, he has starred in the FX series Atlanta. And he recently stopped, like, with before the pandemic, I believe, in, like, 2018 or 2019, he stopped performing as Childish Gambino, right? Uh, I think he planned on it. He, like, I saw, like, an article, like, he quote-unquote killed off the character of Childish Gambino. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know about that. He hasn't released any music. But, like, so he, he released four albums as Childish Gambino, and they're all wildly different. And then after his last album, he released the single that I think everyone kind of knows is This Is America. And then after that, he was on tour, and then there were rumors of him killing off the character in his last show. And then... uh like two, three months later, he had released a couple of singles. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is America debuted at number one on the Hot 100, won four Grammy Awards, including Best Music Video. And then he released another album, 31520, in 2020. Mm-hmm. So I haven't listened to that yet, but I do want to give it a shot. Uh, this is his second comedy special. The first one was a half hour for Comedy Central. 
This was an hour-long special for Netflix. Those are the only two he's done. But, you know, he's keeping busy, so he doesn't necessarily need to yeah. rely on stand-up specials. Motherfucker, here we are talking about Spider-Man MCU. Welcome to Spider-Man stuff. We talked about it with the Hannibal Burris episode, and now we're talking about it with this one. I didn't realize this when I first watched uh, Homecoming forever ago, but I watched it like semi-recently, and um, I was watching it with our lovely friend Stephanie. And there's a point, like when he when Spider-Man... Spoilers. Spider-Man goes back to find... Um, it's not really a spoiler. Goes back to find uh, Donald Glover's character... And uh, he gets, like, a, a thing on, like, the police report kind of thing. Like, a, what the fuck is it called? Case file? Not a case file. Like, a crime, uh, like, a rap sheet. Mm. He finds a rap sheet on him, and uh, he pulls up, like, a rap sheet on him, and his name on it is um, Aaron Davis. And when I saw that, I started, like, geeking out and, like, going a little crazy and, like, hitting, hitting Stephanie on the arm like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god she was like what did you just realize that that's childish can't be and i was like no 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 no! i knew it was him what the fuck do you think i am an idiot <laughs> i was like no that's aaron davis jefferson davis's brother jefferson davis's son is miles morales miles morales is spider-man miles morales's uncle is the prowler childish gambito is gonna be the prowler i get excited i like spider-man dude i am so cooled on the mcu entirely like Doctor Strange is coming out, mm-hmm. and I don't give a fuck. Right. Like, all my coworkers are fucking surprised, because they saw how geeking out I was about Spider-Man and how much I loved that movie. My number five movie for 2021. Fuck you. I don't care. Fuck you, Martin Scorsese, and it's, if it is an amusement park. That's what he says about the Marvel movies, is that they're like a, an amusement park. Scorsese says stuff. Yeah, welcome to me being mad at Martin Scorsese stuff. But, like, a lot of my... Like, my one manager was like, we were talking about movies coming out and i was like yeah i just don't think i'm really interested in anything he's like what you're not interested in morbius which was like a joke because he knows i hate jared leto and i really don't <laughs> give a fuck about morbius um and he was like but no you're like excited for doctor strange right and i was like honestly not really he's like what you loved like spider-man i was like that's because i love spider-man i don't really i'm kind of cooled on the mcu i watched wandavision and falcon winter soldier and by the end of falcon winter soldier i had checked out of the mcu entirely so i didn't watch any loki or any of the other shows, and I um, plan on it. Speaking of Spider-Man, he, he opens up talking about how yeah, there. This was released in 2012. So welcome this to was, transition stuff. <laughs> this this special is released in 2012. So you know, I was much younger back then. This was 10 years ago. Gross. Ew. Real. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. 2012 was 10 years ago Ugh. as of recording this. <laughs> and he was talking about how there was apparently a whole thing about people wanting him to play spider-man and that's that's literally how he opened his uh his special and i thought he i think he would be a great spider-man he but like now he's a little too old to play you know yeah. say miles morales because yeah. miles morales is still a teenager in the comics uh but he'd make an interesting 2012 uh, donald donald glover i think so here's the thing 2012 donald glover is nerdy enough because mm-hmm. a lot of people associate him with troy from community which i haven't watched any community but i think troy is kind of like a nerdy character if i'm not mistaken if i'm not mistaken there's an entire episode that he like is about D and him running a campaign for everybody that sounds awesome i've heard that i should watch community um but i haven't you know so 2012 donald glover is really nerdy and like would be great to be like a black peter parker or a miles morales because miles morales is supposed to be a huge fucking dork too mm-hmm. but modern donald glover is too cool to be <laughs> spider-man in my opinion he's just too cool so he has to be someone who's cool. So I think he's perfect for the Prowler because mm-hmm. he's like Aaron Davis is supposed to be cool. 
Like he's a, a bit mysterious, but he's also just a cool dude. He's also one of my favorite. I love the Prowler. He's one of my favorite uh, characters that there is because I love like the kind of like anti-hero type thing, mm-hmm. and he fits that shit perfectly, and I love it. So overall, I kind of have some mixed feelings on this special. So do I. It it had a lot of really, and we talk about highs and lows a lot on this podcast. It had a lot of really high highs. It didn't have very low lows, but the subject matter got a little 2012 at times. Yeah, you do have to like look at a, when you watch comedy, you kind of also have to look at the age that it is in. And that doesn't necessarily make the content okay, but that's, that is what people were joking about back then. And... Like, the whole early 2000s was all about shock humor. 99 to 100% of shock humor is just straight up not okay. And that stayed around into 2012, especially, like, there was, like, shock humor was starting to die down, and then the Comedy Central roasts became, like, a yearly thing mm-hmm. for, like, a little while. Like, right. with the ro- roast of, like, Roseanne. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, a lot of people got introduced to, like, Amy Schumer and Anthony Jeselnik, who are, like, insane shock comics. Mm-hmm. Jesselnik hasn't really been able to have much of a career outside of that, but Amy Schumer has had a wild career, despite everyone on the internet hating her. But a lot of people who hate Amy Schumer on the which we will cover her eventually, and because I have no opinions on her. Some of the jokes I've heard for the only joke of hers that I actually know is one that is like just super mean spirited. It's mm-hmm. from the roast of I think like Charlie Sheen. Where she talks about Steve O. Yeah, where she's yeah. like, Ryan Dunn died, and like we we're like, God, why you know, anyways, yeah, he, she just makes fun of like people saying that like they wish Steve O was dead. This was also like Steve O was like barely a year and a half sober, mm-hmm. and Ryan Dunn had died like six months beforehand. So, like, the time, like, it could have been funny if it was timed differently, yeah, but like, that's the only joke of hers I know, and like, I kind of understand why people don't like her. And it cuts to her, it cuts to Steve O, it just and he like, looks and he just he's, like he's, he's he just laughing, but like, he just. You can tell he's really hurt by yeah, that. Yeah, he's just like, I'm going to smile and, and, and be polite about this, but I am actually upset. But my point is that you do, I do think, to a certain extent, context is important. Again, I'm not trying to excuse anything, Yeah, but you got to take it into context. Like, what was everybody else doing at the time? What was the big, what was the flavor of comedy? And like, we, we've talked about this a lot, too, like how a lot of the early 2000s and into the early 2010s was big for shock comedy. And nowadays you have much more, you have kind of two different varieties of comedians, comedians who are genuinely introspective and kind of philosophical. And then people who are all about like, I'm so brave and so edgy. Look at me. I'm, I'm pushing boundaries when really they're just saying the same boring shit. Yeah. So all that being said, he tells a good couple. He has a a kind of a, longish bit about rape jokes and uh, that kind of started to turn me off of the special like it made it honestly made the rest of the special a little difficult to watch because mm-hmm. you know and, I, and as far as i can tell donald glover has matured a lot in 10 years haven't we all 10 years is a long ass time so i don't think if he did another stand special he would tell a lot of the do the same with like a lot of the content of his jokes but like he did have uh, he did a, a rape joke for, he did some rape jokes for a little while, which was really uncomfortable. He kind of sort of made fun of little people a little bit, but that might be me reaching a bit. 
And again, I'm trying not to be super. I think SGW like it here. was. It wasn't like he was making fun of little people. I don't think that was like his intention. Like mm-hmm. he was in that joke. He was talking about how he finds racism funny when it's tiny because he was talking about he was babysitting and and then he was hanging out with a bunch of other babysitters at a park, and uh, one of them uses a racial slur against one of the children, and he he says that he started laughing. And he was like, because there's something about racism that's so funny when it's tiny. And then he talks about, like, if a little, like, if a tiny Klansman came up. I think him using the word tiny mm-hmm. implies that it's, like, the first thing that came to my brain was, like, Munchkin Land. But, like, those are actual <laughs> little people. Yeah. But you know, like, how the Munchkins are supposed, they're not supposed to be, like, little people, like, how we have in, in, mm-hmm. in the world. They're supposed to be, like, a different, like, like dwarves. Like, like in, in a D&D. fantasy sentence. Yeah. Like, they're like, a different type of yeah. person yeah. in general. I think that's what he meant is, like, a little more fantastical of, like, wouldn't it be funny, like, a Klansman who got hit with, like, a shrink ray. Yeah, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I do like Donald Glover and I want to continue to like him. Like, being fully transparent. So I'm not saying that, again, I'm not trying to excuse the fact that he did rape jokes, but even that kind of, yeah, it might have been a little more fantastical, but it still kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I... <sighs> in spite of all that... I have very mixed feelings about this special. But in spite of all that, I think Donald Glover is a very good comedian. Like, he knows how to tell a really good joke. And when he is... When he doesn't have, like, kind of icky or problematic content, he's really fucking funny. Yeah. Like, we... Like, that whole bit we were just talking about earlier where the... um, Where he's kind of... Other than the part about the miniature Klansman, he talked about, like, racism and use of the N-word. And... This is a it really was funny really bit. Funny. I'm trying to remember. I think it was. I think even that uh, that one part might have been my favorite bit. But I'm trying to remember uh, the rest of it because I feel like there was another that might have been my favorite bit. But Donald Glover can be very funny, and he can and he can tell a joke, a good joke. I just wish he didn't broach a lot of the subject matter that he did, and that's kind of what I mean by it was 2012, which he was kind of. He was on the right track. He was kind of getting it, but he was a little bit flippant about how he was talking about rape. Yeah. And that felt that felt a little kind of off. Something I like about him is like another thing that we constantly kind of harp on is like he's good at callbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, it's just it's very funny. He's also very animated on stage. Yeah. I can remember being 18 and in high school and I was talking with this girl and we were talking about Donald Glover and I was talking about how I was like just getting into his music and like and uh, how I had listened to his first album yesterday and I was listening to his second album that day. And she was like, oh, he's great. Like, I can't wait for you to get to his last album. I think that's like his best work. And like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, we were just having like a really good conversation. I was like, I also noticed that his uh, stand up is on uh, Netflix. I wanted to give that a, a watch. And she was like, eh. I was like, what's wrong with his stand-up? And she was like, it's just like a little too slapsticky for me. And I was like, okay. And I feel that because he is a little like, he is very animated. And there are times when like, like there's a, a point in a bit where he's like, and people didn't know what to do. And they were just like, ah, ah, screaming. And then like when he's like screaming and running away, he's like doing like the jerk off motion. And I feel like he did that a lot. Yeah. And I don't even think that that's necessarily like a negative. It's just it's like, just something... It's, it's something that like kind of made me giggle because it was outlandish and silly, but like. It's not hard. It's very mm-hmm. low hanging fruit. It's very yeah. easy. And there's not but anything... it's like unoffensive easy, I yeah. guess. It's not and it's not like he's dressing it up like he's pushing boundaries. He's like, "No, this is go- I'm being goofy, I'm being silly." 
He does this have is a some lowbrow shit. I'm yeah, fine ha- with it. He has a point where he's like, I know I'm gross. I know the things that I'm doing up here are gross. And it's like, all right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I would now like to talk about our favorite and least favorite bits. You sound like a robot. Let's go into the ads. <laughs> Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast, and he can't figure it out. Like, he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hey gang, Griffin here. Are you interested in two absolutely unhinged motherfuckers delving the deep, dark depths of what Reddit has to offer? Looking for the craziest, weirdest, most ridiculous stuff they can find and cracking jokes all the way? Then you'll probably love Lend Me Your Rears. Join hosts Casey and Alex as they gaze into Reddit's abyss and laugh all the way through their descent into madness. Lend Me Your Rears. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Ads done. And we're back. So now, Holden, would you like to start with favorite bit or least favorite bit? Uh, I think I want to start with least favorite bit. Okay, so what was your least favorite bit? Eliminating, like, the shitty stuff that we already broached in the first half of the episode, I'd probably say I'd probably say my least favorite bit is uh, his bit about, like, how kids love sugar. Mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of like, like, it's funny, but it's just, like, boring. Um, it feels very, like, one note. He does have a good callback to like about a Kanye concert because like his mom took cocoa pup cocoa puffs, <laughs> poured it in a Tupperware thing. It was the funniest part of the bit. Put it into like a Tupperware thing, like a little tiny bit, like the first top of the box, and then just filled the rest with the cereal kicks and then shook it up. It'd be one spot of brown and like a sea of white spots. And uh, he was like, it looked like a Kanye concert. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. But other than that, I think that bit was like pretty fucking weak. You know, I think I am going to agree with, speaking from just a comedic standpoint, no, I think I am actually going to give my least favorite bit to, you know, the kind of rape stuff, because, like, it just, you know, that's such I mean, just, it wasn't done well or yeah. funny, and I'm not, and, like, I know we kind Those of... Those kind of jokes are just always so unbelievably easy and so one note and so bad yeah. for so many reasons. And, like, it was disappointing, honestly, because I think it was my least favorite because it was really disappointing. Yeah. Because I thought he was I thought he was better than that. Yeah, well, it was 2012. Yeah. But, you know, that still doesn't mean it's not disappointing. So what was your favorite bit? My favorite bit was when he was talking about how uh, one of the foster kids that was living with him uh, mm-hmm. took a shit in a toilet in Home Depot. <laughs> oh, yeah. His, uh, his, it was his closer. It was his closing bit. Because the idea of like, because like he had the, like they go to Home Depot and like he's talking about like no kid likes Home Depot. There's nothing fun to do at Home Depot. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Because I can remember being like a little kid and being like dragged to. Not like little, little kid, like little, like young enough to where I could like be alone in a store and it's not like a huge problem. Mm -hmm. Like going, like being dragged to like Target with mom. I don't want to walk around while she food shops, but like I can go to the toy section and like play around with the toys there or like the mall 
like I can hide in the clothing <laughs> section or we're there to buy me clothes. So like there are other stores, but like anytime I've ever gone to like a Lowe's or a Home Depot, I hated it. Like semi recently, like a year, about a year ago, I was painting my room and my mom made me a deal of if I paint my room and I pay for all the paint and everything, she'll buy me a new ceiling fan. Cause I had this really terrible piece of shit ceiling fan that was like probably there since the house was built and um it broke like all the lights were smashed on it mm-hmm. oh um, yeah that, that that thing just like slowly decayed that thing was just several a, years. Like, and it like had uh even when the lights worked it had like a faulty wiring thing so like the light would just shut off on its own and we thought the house was haunted because one night we were hanging out when i still shared that room with our other brother we were sleeping in there and we had a friend over for a sleepover and the light just turned on and like we were so confused because we like came in and the light was already off mm-hmm. and we were like stupid kids were like yeah i think we turned the light off like i remember doing that and then uh the light just turned on and i was like who turned on and i like woke up and i was like who turned on the light this is so stupid and then we were like no one turned on the light it was on it turns out it's just a faulty wiring thing right or maybe it was a ghost who fucking knows <laughs> who's to say i believe in ghosts you, you you made that abundantly clear earlier in the beginning of the episode yes um, i should i should have just let you repeat everything you said verbatim and then told you and kept it in the episode but, like, I went there with my mom to buy the ceiling fan because mm-hmm. she was going to buy it for me. But I was I I got to pick it out because I wanted it. And we were there just kind of hanging out because she was also getting a fan for another house in the room. Um, I'm giving you more information than you need. Another house in the room? <laughs> yes. And we were just standing around in the fan section of Lowe's. And I was just like so bored because I had already picked out my fan too. Like I looked at the fans and I was like, no, 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 no. Maybe, 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 maybe. Yes, that one. I like that one. Let's get that one for me. I think that one will match my aesthetic of my room. And then we found it, put it in the cart, and then it took forever for them to pick out the other fan. And I was just so bored. I was like, oh my god. And listening to that bit, I was like, yeah, I'm not dead inside. Like, I came there for what I needed. I am in that transitional period of I'm still young, but I am an adult. Like, I went there for a fan, and I found a fan that I liked, but I also was bored out of my mind the rest of the time. <laughs> but that's just how I am with shopping. Right. I get into a place, I find what I need, I buy it, and I get the fuck out because I don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> I think my favorite bit was when he was talking about the N-word. Like the entire thing, yeah. That's and a that really includes good that includes when he was talking about the Trinidadian babysitter <laughs> using. A, it's hard to talk about because obviously he says the n word a whole says bunch. The n word a lot. Um, it was just like the biggest belly laughs that I got from the entire special were was in that in that in that whole bit. It was just fucking great. And he, he, you know, he made some pretty good points overall, and it was just fucking funny to hear him talk about it because, you know, no one, no one says funnier things about the state of the use of the N-word than black people. Yeah. I, I, I liked, uh, he had a really funny line in that bit that was like, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of like leaders in the, uh, black community say that like, no one should use it anymore, that we should get rid of the word entirely. And he doesn't agree with that. And he's like, I think everyone should use it. And I think the only way that we can do that is to get, he's like, white people, you got to start saying the N-word. <laughs> and then he says, now, we're going to lose a lot of you. <laughs> but it's just for know a good it's, it's for a good cause and it's a good sacrifice. And that just made me laugh so hard because I was like, that's fucking funny. So Holden, out of 10, oh, 
fake Home Depot toilets with real shit in them. <laughs> what do you rate this special? I'm going to give it a five. I was like kind of disappointed. Like the highs were really good, but like there were just like parts of it I just was disappointed in. And not just like the stuff we've already harped on that we were disappointed on. It's just like some of the comedy I just think was fucking weak. And I just remember, I think I watched it like forever ago and I remember liking it back then. But mm-hmm. That was also a long time ago. That was also a long time ago. So like, you know, tastes changed. Change. I'm going to give it a six for similar reasons, if only because it got a couple of really good laughs and a good couple of yeah. that's really fucking funnies yeah. out of me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give it a solid six. I was also a bit disappointed in it, but I also don't think it was absolutely terrible. Though that being said, I don't know if I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, that's a thing about like comedy specials is like a lot of them don't have rewatchability, mm-hmm. but some of them do. So hopefully we'll find one that we will watch again and again and again and again. I mean, John, John Mulaney, Mulaney, but that like, we'll find another one. We already knew that going into that because we watched John Mulaney so many <laughs> times. That's like a comfort comedy for me. We talked about that. If I'm not feeling good, I just want to laugh, want to turn off my brain. I'll put on a John Mulaney special because I know that I can just watch it and it's not a problem. Uh, Griffin, what's the funniest thing that you heard this week? I'm very into Magic the Gathering and... I found a couple of interesting YouTubers who talk about like the story and the lore, but they've uh, have some interesting topics such as ASMR. Every girl in War of the Spark ranked by how much I want them to top me. (laughs) And then I gave every Magic the Gathering planeswalker a a fursona. (laughs) And the funny, the funniest part about that video is. A lot of Magic the Gathering planeswalkers are just straight up animals. Yeah. Like there are a couple who, and that's like part of, the, that's like the thumbnail is like, I spend 30 minutes in hell because they, because so many bloody planeswalkers are just straight up animals. <laughs> like Lord Windgrace. Yep. That's like one of the only planeswalkers I know off the top of my <laughs> head. And he's just a, he's a cat. He's a cat man. He's a furry. That's a furry. That's furry bait right there. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of another episode. Uh, we hope you listen to it and you're able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, or recommendations, you can email us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or tweet us at podfunnystuff with a capital P and a capital F. Holden, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter uh, at donut daddy, donut underscore daddy. Old English spelling. Old English spelling of dough. It's not do nut, it is donut. <laughs> and you can find me at Griffin Paul H on Twitter with a capital G, P, and H. Thank you once again so much for listening. Join us next week. We'll be covering John Mulaney's The Comeback Kid, available on Netflix. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. <laughs> <laughs>